Hello and welcome to Beauty Guides Podcast. You can find us at Beauty Guides Podcast on Instagram and the TikTok. We are two beauty industry professionals discussing makeup, skincare, sometimes even self-care. My name is Kelsey. I'm a licensed esthetician and educator and you can find me on Instagram at Kelsey's Aesthetics. I'm Lauren. I'm a licensed cosmetologist and a freelance hair and makeup artist. You can find me on Instagram at Lauren H. Beauty Vibes. Today's topic is backup products. friends welcome back um so lauren i saw a marvel movie this weekend no two weekends ago and as i was walking out of the theater i was writing this note so i saw doctor strange which i know you're not too into the comic book stuff do you know who doctor strange is I do, yeah. Okay, okay. And I think you would actually like Doctor Strange because it's all nonsense. It's all multiverses <laughs> and different timelines, and it's all it's all non trippy nonsense. Um, well, so Rachel McAdams is in the movie. She plays like the the love interest, the female counterpart, and she is wearing this matte berry lip. And I think maybe it was like a stain or something because it definitely there was no gloss to it. There was no like juiciness to it. Um, but she's a redhead in this movie with this matte berry stain. And I scoured the Internet to try and find out what they used on her. But I can't even find anything about it. And and now I um, have ruminating thoughts about a matte berry lip stain. I think I need it. Oh, yeah, we should definitely go on the hunt for that. Okay, I Googled it. Not. Oh, I see this. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay, I, I'm going to tell Pat McGrath. Go, and I bet it is a Pat McGrath cover, color because she does those powdery lip formulas and oh. she would have a color this specific. Oh, well, I just – so Rachel McAdams, we can appreciate Rachel McAdams because she really is one of those women that can do every hair color, right? And, oh, my gosh, yes. But And she does it well. So, like, like Lindsay Lohan tried to do every hair color, and she shouldn't, right? But Rachel McAdams can do it, and she does it great. But to have – to be a redhead and then with her beautiful porcelain skin and then to have this matte berry lip color, I just – I was just like, oh, she looks so good. It's so It good. really is. It's not two things you would put together, but it's really at working. All. At all. Yeah, definitely. So um, I know you are not a Marvel – like, I know you're not big into comic books, but I think you would enjoy Doctor Strange, the Doctor Strange movies, because they're just they're, – they're about nonsense. Like, it's multiverses and timelines and that nothing's real and, you know, all that stuff. Well, I'm sure it will be on in the house because Trevor likes all of those movies. So usually he puts it on to watch it and I just run around and tune in and then tune out. So well, it's, well, it's got <laughs> our sure um, it's got our girl in it. Scarlet Witch. Yeah, I, it's not that I don't want to watch them. I don't I have ADHD. Like I can't sit through these things. And like no matter how exciting they are. And honestly, like there's usually so in depth that I like leave the room and then I come back and I'm like, what just happened? So I watch them. Like I, I kind of like put pieces together, but like, I'm not completely out of the Marvel world, but I'm, you know, I just maybe don't know as much as everybody else or know who I'm talking about when I'm talking about them. I think I forget that not everybody is married to a, someone who went to film school and B who is a full on Marvel, like in it to win it. He's like the Avenger that's not in the movie. 
And yeah. so he wants to see the movies in theaters. He wants the surround sound. He want, We have to sit in the very center of the theater or else he won't watch it. Like, I forget. But it, it really is, like, the magic of the movies. Like, he's someone that still believes in the magic of the movies. Yeah, yeah. And while you guys are at the movies... Trevor and I are like deadlifting or going for a yeah. hike. Like I yeah. just don't like to sit. I'm just a totally different like yeah. human that way. But I love I love that he does that. That's really cool. I have not been to a movie theater. Let me see. So I've been with Trevor for five years, and then um, I was with so over twelve or thirteen years. Wow, what a theater? Yep. Oh my gosh, we are there um, before the pandemic. We saw a movie every weekend. Wow. Well, it started because I dated somebody with Tourette's for a really long time. So that wasn't an activity that we could do together. And mm -hmm. then like, you know, the movies just kind of started getting like a bad reputation, like people right. at, at the movies and stuff. And I was just like, I'll stay away. And then I just haven't been back. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, well, and then we did that fun thing where we rented a theater for his birthday two years ago and saw Scream. And that was really fun too. Yes, I love that you guys did that. That's the yeah. coolest. Yeah, we like we're movie people. But speaking of you and Trevor power lifting and going on hikes and stuff, you guys have been going on such nice nice hikes lately. Yes, we have been very committed to it because we're in this small little window in South Carolina where the weather is still bearable. Mm -hmm. So we're like, we want to get in as many walks as we can. And then mm -hmm. usually June hits and it's like too hot to even go outside. So it's been really fun. And I, I can't believe how many cute spots are like right next to our house. It's awesome. Yeah, you're so you're so lucky. If you guys don't follow Lauren um, on Instagram and you want to see cute South Carolina Charleston stuff and and it's maybe not the typical stuff you would think of with Charleston I think people think of maybe more of a Lily Pulitzer vibe and you're more showing like the low country um mm -hmm. and, and I, yeah and I, I really That's like that or the haunted type stuff yeah. and Oh, I found out something really cool. So I don't know if you remember, but I did that Sephora trip and then ran into that graveyard that yes. was really pretty. So that is the graveyard that the woman that Edgar Allan Poe was in love with, Annabelle Lee. Mm. She resides somewhere in that graveyard, but you can't tell where she's buried because her father hated Edgar Allan Poe so much. He actually had him sent to Baltimore um, to get him away from his daughter. And she came down with yellow fever and Edgar came back to see her one last time. She had already died. And then her father made sure that he did not go to the funeral. And then he made sure that her grave was not marked. And it's also said that she's probably buried under another family member. And he had six graves filled and unmarked because he knew Edgar would go to the cemetery to try and find her and just to throw him off. But that's all happening in that little graveyard. So much drama. My I know, I love goodness. it. Lord. Um, okay, first of all, can we talk about the hate that this father must have had for Edgar Allan Poe to do to like hide his daughter or whatever? Like what is that is crazy. That's like a whole new level of petty, isn't it? Like, yeah. Wow. <laughs> um second wasn't he married to his cousin am i remembering that correctly i don't remember okay. let's see i feel like i'm just i feel like i remember that edgar Allan poe might have been now he might have been married to his cousin and that might not be the woman he was in love with either those might not be the same women just just to be yes. clear <laughs> You're correct. Um, he was the wife of, yeah, the 
couple were first cousins. So Virginia was his wife. Yeah. Nice. Nice. His 13-year-old cousin. Yeah. So I don't know where that was in the timeline. But when you read Annabelle Lee, I mean, that that's that's his that's his woman. You okay, know, I wonder if he died first and then maybe he got married after. Yeah. I mean, or while it was all going on, he seems like he just was a man that beat to his own drum anyways. Yeah, for sure. Um, Lauren and I have a special fondness for Edgar Allan Poe because we are from Maryland. Lauren specifically is from Baltimore. Um, and that is where he died randomly on the street. They found him dead and they don't know why he died. They think it was. Well, he, yeah, he fell right outside of the horse you came in on saloon in Fells Point and they, he hit his head on the sidewalk. There, I've seen that they thought it was maybe rabies. They thought it was maybe syphilis, like something, something fun, something fun that they used to just randomly drop dead from. But his death is kind of a mystery. That's wild. Yeah, I just thought it was so crazy when I moved down here and I went to Sullivan's Island for the first time and they had like the Edgar Allan Poe library. And I'm like, that's kind of cool, you know, because we do have that connection there. Um, But I couldn't believe that he came here. He was a sailor and he was um, stationed at Fort Moultrie and he came to Baltimore because that that girl's dad sent him there. Oh, I had no idea that he had this whole Charleston life. Mm-hmm. I tend to think of him living. I, I want to feel like I want to say he lived like in my mind to me, he lived in Pennsylvania because I feel like everybody in that time period just lived or like around Philly, Pennsylvania, New York. Like, but I forget that there's a whole ass country that people lived in. <laughs> Um, okay, I'm going to change the subject, but while we're on the subject of love, are you watching the new season of 90 Day Fiance? Absolutely. Where I don't watch movies, we do sit and watch reality shows. <laughs> okay, so we need to talk about the guy who um, is dating the lady from Trinidad. Yes. The older, he's he's older, I think he's like 40, um, and he is a wealthy black man um, who is Muslim. And he is dating this 38-year-old yoga instructor from Trinidad. And when he first brought her to the United States, he brought her to a fake house that was just falling apart, totally dilapidated, to test that she didn't just want him for his money. And to me, that is manipulative, and there are red flags everywhere with that. Absolutely. It didn't even start there. It started at the airport where he put her into that weird, like, rape van. Yes. Like, yes. Yeah, you're right. It's so manipulative. It's so rude. And this, this woman has not done anything to receive this treatment. She's never seemed like a gold digger. Like, he's totally out of his mind the way he's treating her right now. And did you see the part where she called her mom, like, to just check in and be like, this, this isn't okay? Yes. Yes. And she mentioned that, like, he came to Trinidad with, like, Louis Vuitton luggage and mm-hmm. stuff. So, like, how rude. You know what I mean? You're already putting out this facade. You trick someone who comes to another country. Like, how scary, first mm-hmm. off, away from their family. And then she doesn't feel safe. Right. I think um, I think people are like, oh, she's acting like a brat or whatever. And I was like, she's probably terrified. She's yeah. terrified. She left everything behind. Her family, her country. She doesn't know 
anyone here if she's in a bad situation like yeah. and you know she's I just I feel so I it's just terror I like to me if I found that out I would be like I need to rethink this relationship like I don't know if you're someone I want to get married to because this is this is very manipulative and it just like if you're doing this like when I first get here what are you going to be doing to me two years into our relationship like I mean trust is gone you know as soon yeah. as someone does that to you you automatically don't trust them and like that's a whole ass part of a relationship can we talk about that these people and and I see it every season at least one couple where they are not on the same page about having children friends friends listening to this podcast if you are not on the same page with someone about if you want to have children if you are both not in agreement. Do not marry that person. You no. like you can say thank you for your time. It's been lovely meeting you, but you and I do not share the same goals in life. So this is not going to work out. That's called being in a mature adult. You need to be on the same page with certain things. You need to be on the same page about if you want to get married. You need to be on the same page about if you want children. If you are not on the same page, then you are not supposed to be together. You know, thank that person for their time and move on. Yeah, absolutely. There's so much stuff. We don't teach relationships, right? Real no. talk. You know what I mean? Like, but you really no. do need to talk about everything. And that's something in my twenties. I didn't realize either. I just thought it was all about like attraction and fun. And then you'll just like grow together. But now I'm right. like, nope, if I ever dated again, I would have like, I would be that person with a checklist on the first date. Being right. <laughs> like, what's your not financial situation in a rude way, but you know what I mean? Like anything we need to know, do you want right. kids? Do you live with your mom? Do you live in a basement? Like, should I look you up on Google? Yeah. Right. All those things. And it's not even what your financial situation, like how much money do you have? It's like, do you have a history of bankruptcy? Do you, are you going to try and open up a credit card in my name? Like, do you, have you ever stolen someone's social security number? You know, like that kind of thing. Um, and, and everyone has things in their past. It's not about judging someone on their past. I mean, me being a sober person, like, yeah, I've, I've made bad choices involving drugs and alcohol. Um, it's, it's not about that, but it's like, I'm the first one to tell you, yeah, I've made bad choices with drugs and alcohol, but this is where I'm at now. Right. Yeah. So it's, and it's not even about that, but it's about being upfront. I mean, I, I think mean, shoot, even thinking about like drinking and stuff, like, I don't even know if I would want to date someone that's a major drinker. Like that's something you need to talk about. You know, what is your activity with drugs and alcohol? Do you like to do drugs? Like mm-hmm. I'm trying to stay away from that. Right. I remember like around the time when I stopped drinking, realizing that my hobby was drinking. And I was like, this isn't, that's not a hobby. Like that's not, you just, you, you put it with like, well, I drink and I watch sports or I drink and I do this. So it's like, makes it seem like you're doing something else, but no, my hobby was drinking and that's not a hobby. Yep. It was also how I celebrated everything or if I was sad, what I would do. It was just like everything that I did. And that's why you see a lot of people when they get sober, they start picking up so many different hobbies. Mm -hmm. And it's because you have so much time to replace in your life that you don't realize you were just drinking. I know. I remember I would get off work and be like, well, what, what do I do now? Like now? Right. What? <laughs> yeah. The weekends were brutal at the beginning. I was just like, uh, uh the, I, there's an episode of the Simpsons where Homer Simpson stops drinking and he goes to a baseball game and he's like, oh my God, this is so boring. Like, <laughs> Yeah. And then it's like the, um, kind of like umbrella off of it. The other things that I would do, like you have to shop to find the outfit before you go drinking. And then I didn't have that to do anymore. And then when I got rid of, um, all of my 
clothes like from clubbing and stuff that right. was like a big day because like going through those hoe clothes oh my oh, god what was I thinking gotta love some hoe clothes I I I don't have any more hoe clothes either the, my, me neither no my hoe days are behind us no no shame on anyone if you're still in your hoe days good for you good for you yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, I still have a respectable amount of hoe left in me, like for my significant other, but I'm just not walking around in Charlotte Bruce, um, six inch snakeskin heels that don't fit my feet anymore. We are done with that. Hell yeah. I always try to explain to Aaron. So Aaron's from Florida, so he doesn't know. And like, he'll be like, aren't you cold? And I'm like, Aaron, no, hoes don't get cold. Like, (laughs) don't get cold. You don't know this. Like, hoes don't get cold. God. It's so true. Uh, What have you been watching? Yeah, I've been um, keeping up with the Kardashians. I love how they're filming that on Hulu right now. And um, we got to go into Saturday Night Live with Kim. That was cool. And then seeing the proposal for Kravis. That was exciting. Oh, and congratulations to Kravis. I saw they got hitched. They got married. Did you see the pictures? I did. Yeah, Yeah. they're really cool. I, you know, I like their vibe. I really do. Like everyone, you know, at first I was like, this is pretty cringe. Like, what is Courtney doing? But I realized like, this is who she wanted to be. Yeah, her whole life. Her whole life. This is who she wanted to be. Like, we can very clearly see, like, who Kim wants to be and who Kylie wants to be. And, you know, we see um, Chloe finding herself. But Courtney was always just like, I don't know, just, you know, she was just there. But I think she's just finding herself. And to have someone that loves you as much as he loves you and that type of passion, um, I, you know, they're cute. I like it. I like their little... I like her on the dark side because I forgot she's the oldest. So she probably went through, like, her dad's death and stuff at a time where she, like, really understood what was going on. So I like that she expresses this, like, dark side of her, which I think is very comfortable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I At first I was like, why is she, like, all of a sudden now, like, an emo goth chick? And then I was like, you know what? She probably was, but it just didn't fit in with everything else that her family has. And I was like. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I, you know what? I'm happy for her. Congratulations, Kravis. um, yeah. has- it, is, it is hard to watch Scott on this season. He's really struggling, and you can kind of understand why, and it's just kind of like, ugh. <laughs> uh, yeah, Scott, Scott's a rough one. He doesn't have a family. You know, his parents passed away, and, like, they really have been his family, so he's feeling this struggle where he, like, understands what he did to Courtney, and he gets that it can't ever be a thing, but he also is like, oh, why won't you don't invite me anywhere anymore? But it's like he just doesn't have a place anymore, mm-hmm. like – other than being the kid's father, like right, and and you can see why um, it would be tempting for him to, you know, his battle with drugs and alcohol and things like that, and then to date like younger girls and like all of his like poor choices. Like I, I get it. He's like, um, he's very isolated. You know, he's very isolated. Yeah. Um, yeah. So th- my issue with Scott is is his eyebrows. I can't. <laughs> Where, where have they gone? What happened to them? Are they like, he just, I feel like he has less and less eyebrows every season. I don't understand what is happening to his eyebrows. So I thought he had bushy eyebrows. I got to look. Scott yeah. He kind of looks like Jared Leto's weird cousin. He does look like Jared Leto's weird cousin. And Jared Leto also has some weird brows going on. Jared Leto's cousin from Jersey. Yeah. Oh <laughs> Let's be God. real. 
Is it Jared Leto? I don't know. I just feel they are, like they are. You know what? Okay, this is what's happening. He has more of that shell forehead, and as he's aging, gravity is taking that down, and it's hooding over his eyes, and then his eyebrows are going um straighter and a little more sparse. Oh, well, there they are. They're just slowly. There it is. <laughs> they're just slowly creeping towards his eyelashes. You know what that's called? Karma. <laughs> just kidding. Oh. Stop. I, that's mean. Oh. Didn't he date? Bella Thorne for a minute or like hook up with her or whatever they did and then yeah. Amelia Gray and he was with um Lionel Richie's daughter yeah, for a- not Nicole but her little so- Sophia yeah Sophia yep yeah he I have we have I have this friend from college um that he is like we get older but he keeps dating these like 21 yes. year old small brunette girls and I'm like bro we're 35 like what (laughs) I just I I think for men it is different because no shade their maturity level is different so I can imagine Mm -hmm. them being able to hold a conversation with a 23 year old girl but like as a female in my 30s I would if a like when I talk to like boys in their 20s I'm like what in the fuck (laughs) like how was I attracted to that they seem like little babies so I just it's just friend. <laughs> I feel bad for the girls that are their age. I'm like, that's what you have to work with. Like, that's awful. Yes. Yeah, Sorry. I'm the same way. I know. I remember one time my dad, um, it was like when he was like still new in Florida, he was trying to find a barber shop. So he went to a barber shop where it was like the bro the bros were not the bros, but like you know Yeah, um, I got you. Like Guy Hart not Guy Harvey, uh Ed Hardy jeans kind of style. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and he he came home and he was like, "I get why you don't date guys." He's like, "That's that was terrible." He's like, the, "Not a good pick." And I was like, "Well, I mean, that's one specific guy, but yes, I don't date those guys." Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, oh, I finished watching. Um. While we're talking about things, we're watching. Um. Candy on Hulu with Jessica Biel. Have you watched this yet? I wanted to see it. Oh yeah, we have one more movie to talk about because we watched the Rebel movie too. Oh the yeah, Rebel- yeah. Yeah, but I want to hear about Candy. I haven't watched it yet. Okay, so first of all, nice to see Jessica Biel back. Welcome back, Jessica Biel. Welcome. We haven't seen you in a long time. Um, they tried very hard to make her unattractive, like um, because the the it's nineteen seventy eight to nineteen eighty. So she's got like a perm. She's got the big glasses. Honestly, she that's what my mom looked like at that around that time. <laughs> um, but she, I mean, she's still attractive. Jessica. Oh, yeah. she's she's naturally just smoking yeah. um great great uh show it's about five episodes so i watched it over about two days um it, the the ending um the ending was a little wild i didn't think that there would be like a twist like i kind of felt like i like i kind of knew what was happening or whatever but there was a little bit of a twist to the end um it was great jessica Biel did a great job i really enjoyed it and it um it's a true story that's what I heard. All right, I'm gonna check it out. Yeah. Okay, so we watched what was it called? Senior Year. Yeah. We watched with Rebel Se- Wilson on Netflix. Yeah, Senior Year with Rebel Wilson on Netflix. Hilarious. So she is a high school teenager that a cheerleader, popular girl. She has like a rivalry with another popular girl. They basically move while she's doing a cheer stunt. She falls, hits her head, wakes up. It's 20 years later. 
So she goes back to high school. So it's sort of that classic, like, I'm 37, but I'm back in high school and I'm trying to fit in. But things are different now, you know. Um, It definitely fit the blueprint of, like, a lot of movies that have been popular over the years. But I love when people do that, you know, just just give it to us, especially because it was um, the year she graduated high school was like 2005 or so. Well, so no, 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 no. It was supposed to be. No, it wasn't. It wasn't that it wasn't that close to us Um, because it wasn't. No, because it was supposed to be 20. Let me think about this. It was supposed to be 2002. Yeah. Supposed to be 2002. Okay. Um, so still, still kind of that late, um, late nineties vibe. That's kind of where we were shifting into more like we weren't quite Paris Hilton yet, but we were definitely Britney Spears. Yeah. So in the opening scene, um, when they're driving to school, they take one of the Bath and Bodies, Body Works art stuff, um, (laughs) bottles and they roll it on their cheekbones. And I was just like dying. I'm like, this is going to be a good movie. Yeah. It, it was a lot of fun. I mean, it, the best was um, her. There was definitely multiple scenes of her, like, cutting up pictures out of magazines. Yes. And, and I was like, God, I spent so much time cutting out pictures out of Seventeen magazine. Um, so it was fun. It was a lot of fun. It was very, I mean, it's corny. It has happy ending. I mean, there's definitely, like, a fun dance scene at the end, which was hilarious. Like, you know, the characters involved had a happy ending. It was great. Um, but it was a good time. So if you need if you need a laugh. Um Rebel Wilson looks so different now. So, yeah, I was reading she lost 77 pounds. Yes, um, yes. So- well, I, I wanted to say something to stir the pot. I, I'm going to get people mad at me. Okay. <laughs> but I hate, like, the double standards that just happen in society. And I know we just got done talking about, like, him losing 16 pounds and, like, take it or leave it. It happened. But Stassi Schroeder just got married this weekend and she looked like she lost a lot more than 16 pounds to fit in her wedding dress. Mm. But, like, it's okay when other people do that. It's just, I don't like when we're just mean to like one person that like cuts me to the core inside. Like I'm the person that has to stand up for that person being like bullied. And I'm just like, we're not being fair in the body positivity community anymore. So you are mad that people get that give Kim a hard time about trying to lose weight for her, her dress. And, but they're not giving Stassi a hard time about losing weight or you're mad that we're giving anyone a hard time about their body anyone I don't want to pick favorites but I think that we are taking narratives and we're just like throwing them all in a pot and it's just like very not helpful for body positivity where I think we need to have like more educated conversations about things okay because because a lot of people are fad dieting you know what I mean like we can't just call out one person a lot of people are doing it and maybe that's the problem rather than us just going after one person. Well, I think, I think if, first of all, I think in commentary on people's bodies in a negative way, it, um, it has no place here. Right. I agree. Yes. Yeah. We're like always talking about people's bodies. And I think that's what annoys me. I'm just like, why, why did it get brought up? And then if you're mm-hmm. going to bring up this one, why didn't you bring up that one? Like I'm mm-hmm. confused. When is it appropriate? When is it not? Mm-hmm. But if someone wants to lose weight, um, they they should if they you know, and if someone wants to go on a health journey, they absolutely should. I think it's when we are glorifying crash dieting that Mm -hmm. then we need to be like, hold on a second. That's not okay. I saw something recently about 
um, they had asked Kelly Ripa about what she eats in a day or whatever. And uh-huh. she, it's like almonds, like a handful of almonds, you know, microgreens, like it, it's nothing, nothing, sprinkles of calories, right? Mm-hmm. And, and it's like, maybe we shouldn't be glorifying this uh, lifestyle, right? Now, Rebel Wilson was very active on her social media showing her workouts and, you know, she was doing a lot of hiking. She was working out with her trainer and she yeah, was, I sh- love the, I was really grateful that she brought us on that journey. Cause I yeah. thoroughly enjoyed watching it. Sorry. Yeah. I just wanted to say that because no. it was, it was empowering what she did. It is. And I think that is a journey that we should be glorifying someone because I think that's a health journey, not so much a weight loss journey. Right. Like I think weight loss was a secondary thing, but I think she went on a health journey. Yeah. I think it was like a whole mind, body, soul, Mm -hmm. you know, transformation where she's like adding more movement and activity into her life as well. But she wanted to change a lot of things within her. Right. And it's been proven time and time again that physical activity is so beneficial for your mental well-being. And I can speak to this because when I get into my ruts and I won't leave the house, like I need to get out there and go for a walk. And I go for a walk and I just being outside, I just feel so much better just walking around looking at stuff. Right. And so, like, I'm a firm believer in, like, the power of walking. Right. And, like, my husband and I go for walks. Like, luckily, I have a dog that can take on all these walks and all of this stuff. So I think. I think we can we can speak about how wonderful that is but to then glorify the crash dieting that's a problem it totally is a problem yeah I just think you know with the internet everybody's throwing stuff out there things are taken out of context but yeah I do want to give props to Rebel and her whole journey and how she shared it too because I think it's important for people to see it done that way especially because even though she did lose a tremendous amount of weight she did it pretty slowly and over a really good amount of time. Mm-hmm. I think it was about two years, two years mm-hmm. total. And that's, that's healthy. Yeah. And she, I mean, she talked about, she was consuming about 3000 calories a day prior. And, mm-hmm. and, and so that, you know, she wasn't in a good place. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And, and she, she, um, it seems like she made adjustments to her diet and she added movement into her life and, and then she lost weight. So I'm, um, but I've just, it's, um, this is, I think this is maybe the first movie I've seen her in with, I mean, 77 pounds. That's a, that's a, that's a lot. It's a lot, right? That's a lot. Yeah. So it, it was a dynamic change. Um, but I'm going to shift gears cause we want to, I want you to tell us about the two products that you have used up. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so first I wanted to say that if you want to check our website, um, I did put up my first product review from the CauseRx Acne line um, for the Calming Foam Cleanser. And you can read that in depth, but I did really like it, and there's a link there for purchase. So the product that I just used up is by I Do Care, and it's called Power Plug. And it is a moisturizer that has a thicker consistency. I use it for PM use, but it says you can use it for daytime or nighttime. And it has a a natural retinol alternative to it, which Kelsey, I'm going to let you explain what's going on there. Yeah, sure. So this, um, this moisturizer has 
Bacuchiol. No one ever knows how to say it. So I will tell you, this is Bacuchiol. So Bacuchiol came on the market maybe about two or so years ago where, and it was advertised as a retinol alternative. And, and this really got it, people excited for a lot of reasons. Um, we've done an episode on retinol. Mm, I don't, episode 15, I want to say. So if you, if you're curious about retinol, go ahead and listen to that. And we do have some great retinol um, suggestions, but sometimes retinol is not appropriate for everybody. Um, some people's skin will just not tolerate it. Or if you're someone who has like an outside active lifestyle, retinol is probably not a great choice for you um, because it does make you so sun sensitive. Um, or also like, you know, if you uh, living in the South in the summertime, I mean, I know for me in South Florida, like that sun just feels like it's sitting on my face. So retinol Absolutely. is not appropriate for everyone. It also retinol does not play well with other actives. So if you are someone who wants to use different actives in your um routine, something like if you want to use salicylic acid or lactic acid or vitamin C, even retinol doesn't play well with those things. So you have to be really mindful about not accidentally creating a negative reaction in the skin. So because of it being a retinol alternative, it is appropriate for sensitive skin. However, it does take longer to see the same measurable results in the skin. So they get um, Bacuchiol from the Bobchi plant, which is this beautiful plant. If anyone wants to Google it, it's like this beautiful um, purple plant, which is why you tend to see Bacuchiol in like purple packaging. And so it's going to do a couple different things. It's going to stimulate cell turnover. So you have like a quicker, a shorter cell life cycle. Um, so you see newer skin cells sooner. This um, also encourages collagen production. So this is going to help with any fine lines that might start to be forming. Um, it is anti-inflammatory. So it, a good, it is good if you are struggling with acne. Adult acne tends to be very inflammatory. Um, and it also is um, an, a pigment inhibitor. So it will help reduce um, the overproduction of pigment. So if you're someone who's struggling with like acne pigmentation, like pigmentation after acne scarring, or even some uneven skin tone. This will help with that. And the best part about it is it plays well with others. So it's safe to mix in with your acids as well. Yeah, I'm obsessed with it. And it really did do all of those things that you were explaining, especially um, the pigment inhibitor. I feel like my dark spots look a lot lighter after I use it. And the funny thing is, I feel like I'm a person that every time something is very simple and it works for me, I don't use it because I'm I just like in my mind, I'm like, that's not real. That doesn't really work. But like, I, it took me forever to finish this moisturizer. And then probably for like the last two weeks, like I just committed to it and was like using it almost every night. And I was like, my skin looks so much better. Like, why am I not using this all the time? So I did reorder another one and I really like it. I made a reel on beauty guides podcast, Instagram. Um, if you want to like look at the packaging and just see what it looks like, and there should be a link. It's probably expired in the stories, but we can get you a link if you send us a DM. Yeah. Or maybe we'll just reshare it again. Well, yeah, good I idea. Know. We'll do it. Um, so, yeah, so Bacuchiol um, is a great option if you're someone who has been too scared to enter or too scared or too nervous to enter the retinol world, maybe look into Bacuchiol, and, and this is a great place to start. I mean, we love K-Beauty. We're always screaming about K-Beauty and how awesome it is. And Lauren, um, you have another K-Beauty product you want to talk about. Um, I can't remember. Which one was oh, it? the Cosrx. 
calming foam cleanser? Did you? Want oh, to- I was just telling them that they can go read the blog oh. post, but I did like it. Um, but yeah, it's just uh, like a pasty foam cleanser that has salicylic acid in it. Um, really good for acne. And what I like about it is it doesn't have a strong percentage of salicylic acid in it so that I can use it multiple times a day and it does not dry out my skin. But I have to say my blackheads and stuff on my nose, when I started using this product, like so clear and clean, it's just so refreshing. And I feel like my face is just perfectly primed and fresh for my serums and my moisturizers and my SPF after I use it. So I'm probably not going to be looking for a new cleanser for a while. I'm just going to keep buying this until another miracle product comes out. Yeah. And this, this cleanser does all the things that we, you know, scream about the great things that, um, K beauty does where you're getting that active with the salicylic acid, but then you're also getting the centella asiatica or Sika, um, or sometimes called tiger grass to help calm down the skin. So while it is, you know, helping with, um, blackheads, um, you breakouts, any of your pore concerns. It also has an ingredient in there to make sure that it won't, um, over irritate the skin as well. So yeah, I totally feel that it makes my skin feel very calm I, and I have very, I, my skin just likes to like be angry sometimes. Yeah. So I'm going to tell you, I kind of side eye this product a little bit. And I think this might be something that gets lost in translation. Um, they are saying that the salicylic acid percentage is two or I'm sorry, 11%. Um, but, but salicylic acid, we generally, the max you see is 2%. Um, because salicylic acid is considered a drug in the United States and generally our max is 2%. So what I'm thinking, and, and I can't, I can't speak on this knowingly, but I think what this is, is probably a different form of salicylic acid, maybe a weaker form that is in that 11% and maybe not the traditional salicylic acid, um, that we're thinking of that can be a little aggressive and harsh, because if you remember like your Paula's choice, that's 2%. I know. And that's what I wanted to speak on too, with this acne journey that I've been going on. And I'll definitely talk more about it each episode, but I was such a Paula's choice user because I'm thinking I have these blackheads and I would use that, but I could only use it like once a week and like alternate in my products and just nothing was clearing up my skin. I honestly didn't even think it was possible for my skin to be so clear or the pores to be so clear. And then once I started using the K beauty products that have a lower percentage of, um, BHA in it, I was able to use them more often. And after my workouts, after I went for a walk and it just made such a difference. So Mm -hmm. I'm kind of straying away from using the products that have like a high percent of actives. Mm -hmm. And it is very funny that in America, we market that way because Mm -hmm. you can't tell me that the average consumer really honestly knows what like an ingredient like BHA is. Mm -hmm. And for some reason they have to scream like, well, it's 2% BHA. What does that mean? Do you know what that means? Like why, (laughs) you know, like nobody really knows. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I am. Um, so I'm, I'm trying not to purchase too much right now, but I do think I want to get there. Um, the Cosrx Centella water toner. It's a Centella Asiatica toner. It's just a spray toner because, um, if you go to our, do you need a toner episode? Um, we talk about, do you need a toner? And for me, I like my toners to just provide hydration and soothing benefits. So I love K beauty. Can't say enough good things about it. Yeah, we love it. It's amazing. Okay. Well, do you have anything else before we get into our topic? 
No. Okay, cool. So today we're going to talk about backup products. And so these are things so good that you always have a backup of. And I like to think of these as like the unsung heroes. Um, now, I want to do say something on a note about consumerism. Um, we are not promoting hoarding products here. The reality is that things expire. These, um, There's no need to stockpile multiple products. However, there are some products that are so good that you're consistently using that we know we're going to use them up and we never want to be without. And that's what we're talking about here. Um, mm -hmm. So I think, um, do you want to, so we'll go through these topics and then do you want me to say one, like I'll say this one and then you say one and then I'll say one and then you say one. Cool. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, I like right. that. So for skin, um, my first one is the brand Color Up Co, their CBD serum. So we did a whole episode on CBD and I talked about how great it is. Um, so go listen to that if you want to know more about CBD. But essentially, um, I always have this serum on hand. It's my default for my sensitive skin and it's so cost effective. I think the serum is like $18. There's a lot of CBD on the market and I don't recommend all of it because it's such a wild market right now, but I will fully stand by everything from Color Up Co. Um, and so I have this serum on hand because I have that sensitive skin. And one of the biggest causes of early premature aging is inflammation. And one of the best ways to calm down inflammation is CBD. Mm, yeah, it's a good product. Kelsey was nice enough to buy it for me and I use it too. It's on my shelfie. That's great. And the product's so good. I buy it for my friends. Yes. That's, that is a true testament though. <laughs> okay. So my first thing that I always have on backup is the acne foaming cleanser by CauseRx that I just mm -hmm. talked about. Um, whenever I get like, there's like a quarter of it left. I always make sure I go ahead and buy a new one because I do not want to be without it because I have let my skin go a few days without it. And it was, it was not good. Okay. I feel like I'm adding this acne cleanser to my cart right now. Because it, I feel like this might have a potential to be a 2022 Beauty Guides winner. Um, I think so, too. Okay. All right. Um, and just for reference for everybody, the cleanser she's talking about is $15. I mean, God bless K-Beauty. God bless them. Um, the next product is, for me, is the Dermalogica Pre-Cleanse. This is a 2021 Beauty Guide Award winner. I have been using this product for seven years consistently because it is the only makeup remover that does not burn my eyes. I have very sensitive, irritating eyes, and I wear eye makeup, so I need to fully remove that. And um, I'm very much into, like, eye health because being in the skin industry in the beauty industry, we know all the gross stuff that lives on our eyelashes. Um, and so I, I have tried other ones. I've tried expensive ones. I've tried cheaper ones. I've tried K beauty ones. And I just consistently go back to pre-cleanse because it doesn't burn my eyes. Bottom line. Nice. Yeah. I've been dying to try this. I need to, it's going to be my year to do it. Okay. All right. So mine would be pimple patches. It doesn't matter what brand I've done hero. I've done cause RX. They're all pretty good. Um, but yeah, pimple patches are something that I always keep in my little skincare arsenal. Mm -hmm. You're okay. The next one you're going to talk about, I, I have go ahead and talk about it, but then I'm going to, you not like it. No, 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 no. I, no go ahead. You go first. Go first. Oh, okay. Okay. So I was going to say the cause RX 
aloe sun soothing cream. I can't wait to hear what you're going to say because I'm now on my fourth bottle. I'm obsessed with it. I wanted to talk briefly about my journey because really last year was my first year of being faithful and using sunscreen every single day. Mm -hmm. And so I tried a bunch of sunscreens and I really like didn't like love anything I was using. And then I finally found this one. And now not only am I still using sunscreen every day, but I reapply with this this sun soothing cream. Okay. So don't get mad at me, but I am not sure if this product still exists. Now I know (gasps) you can get it on Amazon. I know you can, but if you go to the Cosrx website, they don't have it. And when, yeah, I'm, I, there is something weird going on with this product right now. Okay. I hope the only thing happening is they're remanufacturing it to a bigger <laughs> bottle. So um, we're going to look into this and maybe come back to this one. But the reason I have not bought this one yet is so it was one of my students that brought this up to me because she – um, so, okay, a student who listens to our podcast and who also loves this Causerex Sun Soothing, the aloe cream, gave it to another student who now loves it. But then she was like, hey, it's not on their website anymore. Um, and she doesn't really like to buy stuff off Amazon. And I was like, oh, that is concerning. So we're it gonna- is on their website. I'm on it. It is sold out, though. I'm putting mm-hmm. in uh, my email address to notify me when available. Okay, so <laughs> maybe that's what it is. Maybe they're just they don't have stock of it right now, then. Yeah. Yeah. Cause oh. whoa, I mean like this stuff is amazing. I, I can't say enough great things about it. Okay. Um, so that would really break my heart if Cosrx did that to us. <laughs> well, Lauren signed up, so she'll be the first to let us know when this is back. In no, time. I won't. I'm going to hoard it. Just oh, kidding. Oh God. <laughs> okay. All right. It's so like toilet paper. <laughs> uh, <laughs> on to hair for me, it is the Amika dry shampoo. Pro brand dry shampoo is a freaking game changer. And the Amika is my favorite. I like the smell. I like the texture. I always have one on my counter of my bathroom and then two underneath the cabinet because I use so much dry shampoo. I have very fine hair. I like dry shampoo to give me a little lift, give me a little volume. And then I only like to wash my hair twice a week. So Yeah, loves that. I'm going to go with the IGK dry shampoo. That's my personal favorite. Um, But I am with you when you say pro brand shampoo or dry shampoo is such a game changer. Now, which now there's three IGK dry shampoos, which one? So I like all of them, but I personally use the one that has charcoal in it, the charcoal dry shampoo, because it's the strongest one. But I also like jet lag and I like the matcha one as well. But the um, charcoal detox dry shampoo is my go to. Okay. So into makeup, and I'm going to tell you a product that I never talk about, and I don't freaking know why I don't talk about this, because I have um, I have one everywhere. So this is the Flower Beauty, but I think it's actually Flower by Drew is actually the official name now. But Flower Beauty, it's called the Petal Pout Lip Mask. So this is a, um, it looks just like a classic lip balm. It's kind of a twist up lip balm. It comes in all these different colors, that, but it has this um sort of mango and cocoa and like all these other types of butters in it that it just creates this really nice like um 
kind of occlusive layer over the lips with giving you kind of a gloss consistency, but because of the butters, it stays on a little bit longer and it's not sticky and it's really moisturizing. And it comes in a lot of different colors. I always get the clear. I don't know why I never talk about this stuff. Oh, and they smell amazing too. So you wear clear lip gloss. I, I guess, but they call it a lip mask. Yeah. Does it feel more masky to you than no. a lip gloss? It just feels like a heavy, It, you know what it, the texture I would compare it to is maybe just like an aquaphor, to be honest yeah, with you. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. So it yeah. really is like an occlusive. Very cool. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. That's lovely. And I think I'm going to get the berry shade. I, I don't know. Rachel McAdams has inspired me. I'm just, I want to, I want my lips to be berry, bitten berry at all times. Yeah. I say go for it. Okay. I will. Okay, I will. <laughs> okay, um, my makeup that's always on backup is the L'Oreal Voluminous Mascara. I have this auto ship to me every month. I feel like when your mascara gets dry, it's like too late. So I always like to have backup and this is my favorite. Oh, I'll talk about my mascara favorite then. Wait, so you get L'Oreal Voluminous Mascara auto ship to you every month? Well, yeah. I, I mean, I hate to like rep Amazon, but yeah, I do get that auto ship. <laughs> is, is that for personal use or for... Uh, it, both because sometimes I have like been out of my um, mascara in my kit and it's just like late and I don't want to go. So it's also to like help me out for my job. But yeah, it's for both. Oh, okay. Um, so my mascara is, um, which is my favorite mascara, it's Thrive Cosmetics. So I get this from the Thrive Cosmetics um, website. This is a tubing mascara. So if you are someone with sensitive eyes and your eyes water or you have allergies, this mascara does not come off unless you run it under warm water and it sort of tubes off. If you've never used a tubing mascara, this sounds crazy. If you have used a tubing mascara, then you know. If you know, you know. Um, but for <laughs> For me, at Christmas time, they do a four pack of travel size ones um, for like, I don't know, it's like the for the price of two or something like that. They always have some kind of Christmas time deal. So I just go ahead and buy the four because I open up a new tube every three months. Um, we did do an episode on product expiration dates and mascara is a big one that people keep way, 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 way too long. And way I'm, too long. I'm telling all of you right now, if your mascara is older than than three months, go throw it out. I mean, six and months. And it makes a huge difference in the way your eyelashes look. Yeah, like for sure. You're like a whole new person when you open a new tube and you use that again, like versus when you use the old crusty one that's like flaking off. For sure. Yeah. It's, you're like a whole new woman when you open, it's like clean sheets on a bed. It's just, you can't describe it. Mm -hmm. But you can actually physically see it with yeah. mascara. Cause I can see you when you have those weird spidery clumpy eyelashes. Like me specifically. <laughs> No, not you specifically. We went to high school with someone that wore um, really clumpy mascara like that. I think we all, girl, we all did back then. We all did. Oh, no, I did. I wasn't allowed to wear makeup. Oh, okay. Well, I did. Mascara, Mond mascara Mondays, girl. I love that was more in high school. I'm thinking the ones that could wear it in middle school because oh. we all like funny little cosmetic like it's our first time wearing makeup. And I just think that's like a cute memory. Like what did we used to do? Oh, no. Hot me uh, putting the um <laughs> the roll on glitter on our cheeks. Yeah. 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 I love it. I love to look back on it. Okay. Um, so my next thing that I always have is Misha, the Misha BB cream. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, nothing, just nothing makes my skin look like that. And it's so good for acne prone skin. And then on top of it, the way, if I am breaking out, I know that I can put that on my face and 
my skin won't be angrier with me and that it does cover if I want a little coverage, um, just to go like run an errand or something like that. Uh, just, just love that stuff. Now I apply this with Misha. I typically just apply it with my hands. How do you apply the Misha? Yep. That's how I apply it too. Yeah. Just with my hands. Um, for those who don't know, this is the Misha's BB cream, which I mean, we have blog posts about, we've been talking about Misha's forever. It is a Korean brand BB cream. Um, it's full name is the Misha perfect cover BB cream SPF 42. Um, and it's on Amazon for $11. The, um, the coloring is a little weird, so I recommend Googling swatches. Um, and if you are not fair-skinned, they're not going to have a color for you, unfortunately, because it is a Korean product. Their color, their shade range is for Korean skin. Yeah, but also don't knock if you have your actual foundation shade. Like, the formula of this is so good that I would literally, like, mix your own, like, paint if you were, like, a darker skin tone. It's worth it. It's so pretty. Oh, you mean like adding maybe like a, like pigment, like a pigment drop or something? Yeah. Yeah. Like if you had like your Fenty foundation and your Mm -hmm. actual shade, like getting the darkest Misha shade and then adding your color Mm -hmm. to it. There's just something about whatever is in that formula. That's just, it's beautiful. Hmm. Interesting. I love, I love any opportunity to be a mad scientist. Oh yeah. You've never mixed your Misha with, I thought you have mixed your Misha with foundation. I've mixed my Misha with other things, but never have I bought a product. Like I've mm, never have I created a shade. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah. Um, but speaking of doing things for science, so a new thing to my collection, which I already have two backups of is the flower beauty jet set invisible powder spray. I made a TikTok about this because I, I'm just, I'm blown away. So Lauren, you had actually are, are the first person that tagged me in this. And you were like, look at this new product. This looks so interesting. And I'm like, whoa, this is crazy. So it's a setting spray, but it's a setting spray powder. And I, it feels like nothing on the skin. It feels like air. When you spray it onto your skin, it does not feel like you're hitting yourself with powder. It doesn't feel like liquid either. It just feels like air. It's in an aerosol can. And I'm really happy to report that it is all skin color friendly. I had two of my students try this for me for science. And they were, one of them I would say is like kind of a golden bronze. And then one of them, her skin is definitely like a milk chocolate Hershey bar shade. Um, and it did not show up on either one of their skin. So, um, so we love that, but this, um, watch our TikTok or, uh, beauty guys, TikTok, if you want to see this in action, but it like sets my makeup without feeling cakey powdery. I don't know how to explain what magic is in this product, but I know that I don't want to be without it. That's awesome. Yeah. It does look really cool. Yeah, My cool. next one is the hourglass, um, diffuse light bronzer. Mm-hmm. I love that stuff. It's so pretty, so light. I I have never used hourglass bronzer. There's nothing like it. Uh, Most people don't use it. It's like something like I've never seen it in other makeup artist kits, like maybe like a few, but it's just stunning. I feel like if I was a makeup artist, it would be filled with hourglass because I, 
Yeah, mine is. And especially for like mature clients, like moms, mm-hmm. like it, it's so pretty on the skin. Yeah. The, the light reflecting properties to hourglass is it, just so forgiving on the skin. It really does. Exactly. Nice yeah. And it's always fun to shock them too, because they're a terrified to sit in my chair. And then because I'm, you know, younger, they're like, this bitch is going to fuck things <laughs> up me. And, um, I just love to like blow their mind, but it, I don't even really think it's me. I'm just a vessel for this hourglass product yeah. that like looks so pretty on the skin and it's nice for them to see them themselves look like that because you know moms especially as they get older they just take on the love and the responsibility for everyone and they stop doing that kind of stuff to themselves Mm -hmm. so no hourglass has some of the like uh, when I see hourglass products in person they're just pretty just their their blushes and all of that they have this one blush I've always wanted to buy it's called mood exposure oh it's the best yes damn it okay now I'm gonna have to buy it okay it is and you know what I don't even own it I had this mom um of the groom who I had to go to like her room specifically and she had all this luxury makeup that she wanted me to put on her and like one of them was mood exposure and I was like I am really happy I got to try this shit today it was good well I love like a plum blush I I don't know I love like a plum blush and you know what I'm thinking about it I actually don't have a bronzer in my makeup collection right now I don't have a bronzer I just I don't wear it I don't wear it I had one for a while I don't wear it as much either but just for the summer months sometimes I like to just do a little on the forehead and just pretend that I was at the beach for a little bit um but yeah I don't use bronzer too much anymore either I like a pretty flat canvas you know I'm gonna tell you something I've been doing with my all right we're going off topic we're going off script guys come along for the ride I have been putting my blush along like my forehead like okay and I do this and I'm like I know this isn't where you put blush but I like the cohesive look it gives especially because I like like a reddish blush you know these aren't like a bright pink color but I find when I put it like along my hairline like I guess what you would do with a bronzer I I think it just gives a nicer cohesive look to the skin it's also it's strictly adding warmth to your face rather than what you're thinking like as a bronzer or like a brown color yes yeah I love that you do that there's there's no rules in makeup that's what's fun about it there's no rules there's no rules here you know what I've been doing with blush I either um have now been like slight like I'm putting it in in air quotes contouring with it but using that along my cheekbone um and to kind of like lift the face and then I also love to like look at my eye like straight in the mirror and put a dot like right under my iris on my cheekbone there and then I also like to put a little bit on the bridge of my nose. So it's like mm-hmm. I actually did get like a little mm-hmm. sun-kissed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I do like it on the bridge of the nose. Yeah, that's a cute look too. I it's love the cute. um the e-girl aesthetic where they take the blush like as like, I don't know, like cheeks and then straight over the nose, like almost like a baby doll. Like, yeah. And I mean, that's obviously not like for real life. Like that's definitely like a specific aesthetic, but I think it looks so cute. Doja Cat will do it too sometimes. And it just looks really cute. Yeah, absolutely. And you can always take like inspiration from those aesthetics and, you know, make it more streetwear. Love that. Do whatever you want. We don't care. We don't care. Yeah, no, we don't care. Well, sometimes we care. Sometimes we care. Sometimes we care, but we're happy that you're happy. 
Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, so for me, the last makeup product is the Elf Wow Brow. This is a $4 brow gel, and I buy two at a time because it is, you know, an Elf product, and it doesn't last forever. And I like to have one in my um, bathroom, and I do keep one in my car with my car makeup. Um, so I always have about two in backup. And then when I open those two and replace out the old ones, I tend to just repurchase it because I like to have it. And if you're new to brows, brow gel is the best place to start. It's literally the easiest thing. If you can put on mascara, you can do brow gel. And this e.l.f. wow brow is not too chunky, not too much product. It's super easy to use and it's $4. So if you don't like it, I mean, not not that big of a waste. True that. All right. So my last product is Mm -hmm. one that I need everyone to go out and buy. It is the Fenty Invisimat Blotting Powder. And this is, it looks like a white talcy powder. Um, And if you use this with a powder puff and put this in your T-zones, it works magic. And it's for all skin tones. It works on everybody. So good. Is this a loose powder? No, it's a packed packed powder. Okay, okay. It's a little intimidating to look at, but I have probably repurchased this two or three times and nothing sets makeup like this. Like I don't use setting spray anymore. Ever since um, I watched that video that Wayne Goss put out that was like showing how setting spray like really just breaks down your makeup. Mm -hmm. Um, I have strictly gone to this blotting powder and I've even had a few weddings where I've had to stay all day because they wanted touch-ups and I was just like, this is a waste of my time. Mm -hmm. Like I know, you know how I apply makeup stays and then putting this product on top of it, like you are good to go Mm -hmm. for the rest of the day. Yeah, I'm looking at reviews of it on Sephora right now. And the nice thing about Sephora is they do include some image reviews. And it's it's all skin colors. All skin colors are using this powder, which is great to see. Because a lot of things will call themselves translucent, but it's not. It's not. So No, it's true. And I recently had that bridal party with all of those dark skin tones. And I used this on everybody. And it, it, it was just chef's kiss. It was beautiful. It was amazing. Love it. We love when things actually do what they say they will do. Yes. And thank you, Rihanna, for like creating things like that. Like seriously, I am grateful for her. It's it's a lot of, you know, the industry really needed Fenty beauty and and I'm, and I'm glad we have it. I really am. I am too, too, for sure. Um, okay. So for miscellaneous, so this is SPF body care, et cetera. Um, do you have anything for this one? Yeah, I had two little things. The first one was um, the DW candle in lava. Scent is a big thing for my environment. And if I'm ever stressed, I like to like light a candle in the bathroom. So if I go to TJ Maxx, I scour the shelves for the lava candle and I have like six or seven backups in multiple sizes. Um, And my last thing is the aloe body wash by the Seaweed Bath Company. I have super sensitive skin. I also do not react well to any fragrance in my um, body wash products. So this is the only thing other than the African black soap that works with my skin. So I always make sure I have that stocked as well. You know, I'm always struggling um, with 
body washes as well because I need them to work, but I need them to not irritate my skin. So maybe I know the brand you're talking about. They have it at like Whole Foods and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've definitely used. Um, and I'll, if you're a sensitive skin person, this seaweed bath company has great like moisturizers and things like that for sensitive skin. But I never thought about using their body wash. I'm going to go use it now. Um, yeah, I and I've struggled for years. And the only reason I stopped using the African black soap is because it also has those little um, beads inside of it. Yeah. And it just would always get stuck in my shower. And it really annoyed me. So Not I, like physically in my shower, but you know, like it wouldn't come off of like the shower yeah, floor yeah. sometimes. I, I yeah. get what you're saying. I looked yeah. up this lava candle because I, I was like, what does lava smell like? Okay, so I'm going to read it to you. It is a blend of island mango, tropical passion fruit infused with orange, sunblushed papaya and sweet berry. Does not sound like me. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> duh, duh. No, but that is a beautiful description and that's why I love it. I love oh. it. Very nice. I, I got to tell you, I I don't really go to TJ Maxx too often, but man, it's the best place to get candles. Who, who even buys? That's why I go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we do a monthly candle trip to TJ Maxx and Trevor and I just go and smell, you know, we smoke some cannabis and then we go smell all the candles. <laughs> <laughs> That's really fun. Who even buys full price candles anymore? Come on. Uh, what are you rich? Gross. What are you? What are you rich? <laughs> I keep going. We've been going for like walks in our new neighborhood, and I mm-hmm. I feel like I'm in the Real Housewives of like Beverly Hills when I'm in there, and I like always refer to myself as the poor, and uh-huh. I'm like, oh my god, they're gonna see these Target sunglasses and be like, she is the poor, she cannot be here. <laughs> they're, they're gonna. That's how. Like I drive a um I drive a Toyota Rav Four. And I'm like, oh, they're going to kick me out with my Toyota. They're going to kick me out. <laughs> they're going to know. <laughs> they're going to know. Yeah. I used to, when I lived up in um, the Jupiter area, which is a little bit north of West Palm Beach, I used to do pet sitting for very, very wealthy people. And I, I would pull up in my Toyota and I would get dirty looks. They knew I wasn't supposed to be there. And I was like, don't worry, I'm the help. I'm the help. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm the help. I'm the help. Don't worry. I'm not staying. I'm just going to hear her to pick up some dog poop and you know that's what I'm good for uh that's really funny um I was oh speaking of real housewives uh there's a show that I started that I forgot to mention I forgot to write it down but you just reminded me okay there's a show on Netflix called bling empire which is like crazy rich Asians except if it was set in LA and it's true so it's sort of like Shaw's of Sunset except this is the Asian community and there's like this group of very wealthy Asian Americans in LA and some of them are Chinese some of them are Korean some of them are Japanese um but they kind of bond over their Asian culture um and it is these are some of the most fabulous people I've ever seen in my entire life. I mean, they had like a Chinese New Year party. Like these people are, they shut down Rodeo Drive for a Chinese yes. New Year party. These people are fabulous. And it's, and I don't, it, they, I can't do housewives anymore. I try, I can't do it. They're too annoying. But I love me some crazy rich Asians. Let me tell you. I love that. Yeah, I'm going to I'm definitely going to check it out. Probably keep mm-hmm. it in the background like tomorrow or something because right. I'm sure like every time I look up I'm just going to see something gorgeous. Yes, uh, the the fashion, the jewelry, the shoes, it I mean it it is amazing. It's a it's beautiful. Um but then also I love when I get to learn like I love Shaw's of Sunset because I got to learn about Persian culture. I was going to say I actually am in it for the culture. I yes. love to learn in that type so of way. Much. I know it's not the best way to learn, but no, shit. And and I I say this all the time because we grew up 
with one type of culture, which is, you know, affluent white, I'm so attracted to any other type of culture, like anything else. I'm like, yes, give it to me. Let me learn about this because I was not exposed to any of this growing up. In college, I was, I would be like the one white person, right? But I would be like, I'm here to learn. Like I'm here to experience things I've never experienced and I'm here to just be excited by all of it. So that's why I love it. Cool. Yeah, I love that. Um, okay, so I'm gonna let you go first with the things that you're grateful for in your moment of anarchy because mine <laughs> is the same. So <laughs> Oh, okay, cool. Okay. Um, so I am grateful. Um, I'm grateful for my partner and the fact that we're always wanting to work together and that's just super refreshing in my life because I feel like my whole life has just been like fighting against people and I'm just like in a good headspace and, and learning how to get out of my fight or flight response. And my anarchy for the week was I did a social thing and went out on a boat with Mm -hmm. some females in the area. And, um, the social anxiety leading up to that was just awful. Mm -hmm. So I'm really proud of myself. And that is my anarchy because I was a badass for going Mm -hmm. and not just like canceling last minute. You were so brave. I I think um, it's so hard to be an adult and to make friends and to trust people's intentions and then to go and do something like meet up with people like by yourself too. And you're just like, Oh God, like it, it's a lot. It's a, and I, I'm really proud That's of you. You're not drinking. Cause drinking yeah. is that kind of like social lube right. that like it's whatever. So nobody made me feel weird about it. And I, I was probably the most natural I've ever been not drinking anywhere, um, which was a good feeling, but I, I still feel awkward and struggle. And that's just me. <laughs> yeah. And you also have to remember that everyone feels awkward and struggles too. Like that's, yeah. that's what I try and remind myself. Um, mm-hmm. So what I'm grateful for in my moment of anarchy was it was my birthday last week. Um, I turned 34, 34 years young. Um, I'm grateful for everyone who made me feel really special and loved. And my moment of anarchy is when people asked what I wanted to do for my birthday, my response was always, I want to be left alone. And so I did not plan a thing. I told Aaron, like, I want to go to dinner and get some seafood. And then I had a day planned to go to the zoo with my friend. We did that. But other than that, the rest of the weekend, I just kind of woke up and said, this is what I feel like doing right now. And so, you know, I went and saw some friends and then I went um and did some bird early morning birding I'm a birder now um (laughs) it was really nice to just you know my whole life has been it's your birthday we have to do something you know and just being like felt really forced that I have to do things and that's not how I recharge and take care of myself and feel good the way I recharge and take care of myself is just letting myself be myself doing what I want to do and you know not making commitments that I don't want to and when people ask me to make commitments that I don't want to being able to say no that doesn't serve me right now thank you though so that That is birthday gift to yourself it was it everyone thinks I'm kidding when I say for my birthday I want to be left alone I'm like no but I actually do want to be left alone No, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. So I had a great birthday weekend, but it was also my moment of anarchy because I was like, "Mm, nope, I just want to be alone. Doesn't it feel so good to be bad? Oh, it's so good. (laughs) 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 Um, Well, oh, I have one last thing to ask you. Did you see um, the moon, the blood, bloody flower moon, the blood flower moon? We um, woke up at 1130, but I didn't think we'd see anything here. Uh, Usually the really good activity is on Folly Beach. That's where people come from all 
prefer to see this stuff. So I, I did see some cool pictures of what it looked like there, but not in my physical area. What about you? So um, it was a little cloudy where I was, but um, my student showed me pictures and it was big and red and beautiful. But we had like in and out clouds the whole time. So you would see like glimpses of it. But, um, it you know, anytime there's a full moon out there, I'm always like, oh, hey, girl, what are you doing? What you doing, girl? I love a full moon. So I just it felt like I'm I felt really connected connected to it because it occurred like on my birthday weekend and like just the shift and the change of tides and all of that. It just, it felt really nice. And, um, I love that the full moon of May is called the flower moon. I love the names that they give full moons for every month. So, um, I don't know. It's cute. It's cute. So, um, all right. So so Friday the 13th on that weekend. Oh, we love Friday the 13th now, right? We learned about it. So, um, Lauren sent me this really good thing about Friday the 13th and, Basically, Friday the 13th is is the Day of the Divine Feminine. Um, And it was um, historically, it was considered a day to to worship divine feminine that lives in all of us because we have 13 moon cycles every year. And the average female also experiences 13 periods a year. So it's like nature was made for us. It's like, so (laughs) another thing we can blame the patriarchy for. Thank I love how the thing I sent to you was like before patriarchal uh-huh. times. And I was like, Kelsey's going to love this. Oh, I love it. I mean, I have one student that she hates the patriarchy as much as me. And she's all about it. And and I showed it to her. She's like, oh, you need to send that to me. And I was like, okay, I will. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm glad it served you in that way. Um, all right. Well, thank you so much for listening to us, guys, and hanging out with us. Um, please follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Beauty Guides Podcast. We have a whole ass website, beautyguidespodcast.com, where we have blog posts, where we talk about these things. You can shop our episodes and, you know, products that we love. And then finally, we have a Shop My Shelf. So please visit our Shop My Shelf. We have so many product recommendations on the Shop My Shelf. So it's pro.shopmyshelf.us slash beautyguidespodcast. So lots of places that you can hang out with us. Um, Always DM us your questions, messages us all of that stuff we love to hear from you guys we love to talk to you guys we love you guys for listening thank you so much and we'll talk to you in two weeks bye